0: excited because I'm going to interview Marielena today. <laughs> That's why I'm really excited. Yeah. I could interview my best friends. No, no, no. no. But hey, guys, this is your host, Leo Katia Chuafe.
1: I'm Marielena Mariquin. Wait, let me do that again. I'm Marielena Marroquin. <laughs> <laughs> Say your name right. I just, I code switch. I'm sorry. We do not code switch on this podcast. I'm sorry. I do it to save Come my life. Come as you are. I doing it to save my life.
0: <laughs> what are doing to save your life. <laughs> life right now. No, I don't need to. <laughs> Say that for later. And this is On Her Mall, but we do not code switch at all. <laughs> we code switch a lot. We both do. We both code switch, but we're not going to code switch here. Right. But yes, but I mean, do I code switch? Yeah, but
1: I, not. I, yes, not, actually, I do. Actually, I do code switch. <laughs> um,
0: so, but we're not gonna do that here, okay? Um, everyone is welcome here. Come as you are. That's
1: the kind of thing we should say. Come as you are. I like that. Write yeah. it down. Come as you are. She's I'll, actually gonna write it down. I right? actually
0: will. I don't have a pen on I'll me. I'll find
1: you a pen. But anywho, um,
0: <laughs> as I write this down. Third episode.
1: Third episode. third episode third episode season one um
0: as i write this down come as you are i'm gonna interview marielena um we've kind of mentioned the very first episode if you haven't checked it out go check it out um but we talked about how we met two years ago um at this uh religious community that we go to. That we're a
1: part of. That we're a part of. We're a part yeah. of. Yeah, we, we, we're young adults. Yeah, we're, we
0: we're, we're a part of it. So I yeah. should clarify myself. Um, shout out to all the sisters and brothers. Um, we're a part of it, though. But uh we kind of mentioned how we met, and in the other episode, we talked about who I was. um But now we're going to talk about, like, Marlena. Who she is, why is she here? Why is she qualified to be here as being the co host of a podcast? Qualified, I don't know. Right. Strong ass word. So I'm going to ask you the same question you asked me in the beginning that really stumbled me. Oh. Who are you? Oh, man. That's a hard question, girl. So,
1: oh, I've thought about this question for so long, you know, because in every moment, like, people are going to try to give you your identity. Mm hmm. And the one thing that will never be taken away from me is being a daughter of the King of Kings. Damn, she said it, folks. Yeah, and, like, that's, like, that's never going to be taken away from me. Mm -hmm. Like, my parents will die, and one day I'll be an orphan. Morbid thought, but true. Well, I mean, you know me. I I go there 110% of the time. That's true. Morbid, but true. <laughs> right? Like, right now, I'm a childless woman. mm mm-hmm. um, So I'm not a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a wife. Mm-hmm. I am not a mother Um, I wasn't a student until re- very recently. hmm Um but what's never going to be taken from me one day my grandparents are going to die and I'm going to cease to be a granddaughter a sister you know like that's going to be taken away from me mm-hmm. slowly you know one day if I'm blessed with children I'll be no longer a mother because they won't need me as a mother you know mm-hmm. um, like to take care of them and give them one life but also like teach them how to in this world and mm-hmm. I hate to think about it but mm-hmm. I'm not married but I'm dating a, an amazing human being of a man. Oh, I love him. <laughs> One day he won't be there either. The mm-hmm. only thing that's consistent in my life is that I'm a woman that's loved ridiculously by a creator who is madly in love with me. Mm-hmm. So if I were to answer that question It would be I'm a daughter who sometimes is a rebel and tries to be as obedient as possible. Damn, that's deep.
0: (laughs) I really no no no. I mean like (laughs) that's deep. I laugh about it. No, but I I think it's really beautiful how the way you talk about your identity is like through your faith. Yeah. Not just like I'm like. Marlena, I feel like when I talk, I feel like when I talk about, I use a whole bunch of, like, adjectives to like describe yeah. myself and, like, how I view myself. But you immediately went to, like, yeah,
1: my my faith. I am a well, daughter of God. Well, well, not only that, it's, like, that bleeds into what does a good child do? A good child takes care of the affairs of her parents. Right? So what is the affair of my father? Right? Damn right oh man i've been thinking about this for years she okay
0: i we don't want to think right now huh? some priest out there needs to write this down some priest,
1: priest, child, so you be taking kids, notes like right? right and That's like totally. they're in the affairs of their father of their parents and like how you know how, how do i love you know my parents are probably sitting here thinking like well she's a rebel ass kid like she doesn't barely talk to us right but um really sitting with that knowing like okay from that goes okay I'm a woman who's put on this earth to give life and and I don't have the ability to give life so how do I cultivate life in the things that I do I just try to love people I people I don't even like you know mm-hmm. like that's hard yeah. yeah like love on people like and see them like with human dignity and make sure that there's spaces and opportunities and resources and healthcare and Mm -mm -mm. everything that is needed for this person to obtain their dignity. Mm -hmm. Right. So like for me, it's, it's super simple. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a daughter of the King Kings. So therefore that means that if I understand this very deep truth, then I have to, use my talents to make sure that in the best way that I can, I leave this world just a little bit better than it was given to me.
0: Dang. Okay. You know what I'm going to say right now? <laughs> this is reminding me of another podcast that yeah. I listen to.
1: Um, there's Shout out to our favorite podcast.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> there's this podcast I listen to called Girls Gotta Eat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by these two women who live in New York. Um, their podcast talks about like sex, dating, relationships, all that stuff. But uh in this specific episode, they talked about in this episode they talked about the choice of not being a mom, which if you mm-hmm. don't want to be a mom, you don't want to be a mom. But I the reason I bring that up is because you're like, "Well, as of this moment in my life right now, I do not have children. So like what can I do to like 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 essentially like, parent, like what can I do to bring to this world?" Cuz you know, women like if you choose to you bring life in the world that's something that we are capable of doing which is a great gift mm-hmm. you know but obviously not everyone is a mom so like yeah everyone and just in general everyone you bring something to this world and you are a gift to this world so mm-hmm. you contribute you do something and i just liked how you're like at this moment in my life i am not a mom but like what can i do to like bring a quote-unquote life yeah. in this world make this world a better place yeah. and you 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 talk about, like, being, like, active in your community, Mm -hmm. healthcare, and things like that, which I think is, like, really beautiful and kind of wants me to segue into what do you do while living? Because I – part of the reason why I say I want to be you when I grow up is because, (laughs) like, you're super involved in the Kansas City community, and you're very passionate about, like – bringing awareness different issues that happen so i kind of want you to like segue yeah. into that because i think that's a huge part of who you are
1: yeah um i want to just real quick like you mentioned like not being a mother like to me and i just want anybody who's listening i'm, just, crying. Crying. I'm crying just cry i'm crying i'm a cry baby it's <laughs> fine
0: i just boss. want um
1: <laughs> any young person that's mm-hmm. listening to this or any woman who's listening to this and like is struggling with childlessness like um, for a really long time I thought I never thought that I'd see 30 and not be a mom. Oh wow. And wow. for me, that's like really this um like really learning like my identity. And that to me was a really good moment of realizing like I don't need to have children to be important. Wow. Right? Like I don't Oh, <laughs> well,
0: sorry, I'm the pocket stylist to really talked about yeah. that. one of the hosts, she was like, she was talking about how, like she's in debate whether she wants kids or not. She yeah, goes, no, 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 but, there's no doubt in
1: my life that uh-huh. I want to be a physical mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. and I want to have children. But I've, I've learned through a lot of hard work, a lot of therapy and a lot of prayer, maybe not in that order, mm-hmm. that my identity does not wow. stand in my. My identity as a woman does not equate to my ability to give physical life she
0: said it folks no I think I think that's really important and no and really beautiful I, I kind of want to dwell on that a little bit because I know for me like I've imagined
1: myself getting married mm-hmm.
0: but it only it only has been like the most recent couple of years that I'm like I think I really really do want to be a mom it was never like a question but it was never something I like, really thought about because mm-hmm. I was like I'm a career woman I want to do all
1: this and that. yeah yeah, but, yeah 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 you know
0: and I know for you ever since I met you I know you've always talked about being a mom and like mm-hmm. wanting to have like lots of kids and this and that so I no, I think it's really beautiful to like be able to find your identity not as being a mom because also I will say this as a society too yeah. we
1: pressure women to like have kids at a certain and age. also be a kick-ass career woman right like we, which like can be done but it's not fucking easy folks it's not easy and
0: I think as a society we just pressure women to like to do that, to be able to, like, have kids, should have kids, and do all that, and be, like, an awesome, like, wife and career person, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, just because you have the ability to give birth doesn't mean that that's your only identity, and, like, also for people who do struggle with fertility issues, mm-hmm. like, that is that is something that's really hard that I cannot relate to mm-hmm. but like that's really hard because especially if someone you're someone who really wants to have kids the ability to maybe not have kids yeah. right that's hard especially when society tells you yeah oh, well you gotta do that so I'm really happy that you talked about how like yes of course you want to be a mom a physical mom one day but like you're in this season of life where you're like I have so much to give and there's other ways that I can like quote unquote. give Give life life, right you know what I mean yeah and so like there's more than one way to do it no and
1: like I try to breathe life into everything that I do right so passionate And so to answer your question, what do I do? Mm-hmm. So I currently work for a federally qualified health center. Oh, mm-hmm. like, fix fixed my glasses. <laughs> oh, she's so smart. Every time
0: she says federally qualified, I think I was trying to tell my mom what you did. And I, I couldn't remember the phrase you used, but it, now I federally qualified. I will try to be like,
1: she works for a federally, so I will trying to
0: find the phrase, but every time she said it, not so smart.
1: So <laughs> basically, it's just a fancy term for a community health clinic Mm -hmm. that gives resources to people who are under under insured or uninsured Mm -hmm. so when you think about uninsured people you think about people who are experiencing homelessness people who um not necessarily if you have it gets complicated right Mm -hmm. like you're talking about veterans who are experiencing homelessness nine Mm -hmm. times out of ten they they have health care um one of the best health care around shout out to our military um thank you for all your service um but i just bit my cheek <laughs> Ooh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang all So right friends.
0: we're gonna take a quick break <laughs> okay, okay. Um,
1: but we also have um we're federally funded so it means that we have certain parameters that we have to meet through certain grants that are given to us from the federal government
0: mm-hmm, um mm-hmm.
1: to do community health care work
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So really our biggest concern is not necessarily like big things, although there are there are big things, but Mm -hmm. um, preventative health care and establishing care. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people who are not healthy, it's because of social determinants of health. So it's underlying causes, education, economic um access to food access to resources um it's not necessarily that people want to be unhealthy everybody wants to be healthy Mm -hmm. um but some of us just don't know how to do it don't have the means or don't have the time um so i get to work as the community relations manager Mm -hmm. um for uh fqhc in town most most big cities will have a federally qualified health center or or a community clinic that does just that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's three really big ones in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Um, I work for the oldest one Mm -hmm. in Kansas City. Um, But one of the amazing things of my job is that I get to connect community and I get to connect resources. And I think one of the biggest things that I've learned th- through my job and being good at my job because I'm pretty badass at my job. I'm tooting my own horn, but... Mm. No, so- she, no she, I'll, I'll continue to toot that <laughs> horn. She's really good at her job. Um, one of the greatest things that I've learned is that this, the first skill that I need is to listen. Mm. And so I get to listen to people and I get to strategize on um, how to build the best... Like access to resources, how to most understand the community, and I think that I don't think um, I know that my job is important. Not because when people when I tell people I work in community health, they're like, "Oh, are you a nurse?" I'm like, "No, I'm not a nurse." <laughs> like, <laughs> although shout out, shout out to nurses, shout out to nurses, and every and every person who is a frontline healthcare worker. Thanks for helping us
0: get through this pandemic.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, um but community health is, um, is different, uh, has different aspects. And I'm really on the administrative side of healthcare, um, especially community health and community health is different from, you know, our big research hospitals is different Mm -hmm. from public health, but we all really need each other in order to be able to deliver our services. So I feel, like I have a unique position because I'm at the crux of all of that, right? I have access mm-hmm. to public health officials and the, mm-hmm. the UGA and mm-hmm. public, health, um, mm-hmm. public health officials, as well as researchers mm-hmm. and people who are in the research hospitals. I won't name any names. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of them in Kansas City. Um, but I have the opportunity to also be a consultant for those places and help them to understand what's the best way to engage in the community. So that's what I get to do. And that takes a lot of different, a lot of different things. Like sometimes I am doing a food drive or a food giveaway because we know that one of the biggest social determinants of health, social determinants of health are just, um, I like to explain it to a five-year-old, like roadblocks on becoming healthy. Um, one of them is hunger and access to food. So if we're asking what, like, hey, we have Yeah. Are you hungry? And your response is yes. Mm-hmm. And we have nothing like we don't have a response for that. Like I feel, um, I feel moral obligation to help you at least meet that need or give you the resources to meet that need. Mm-hmm. So sometimes my job looks like that. Sometimes my job looks like me sitting in boring ass meetings, <laughs> 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 talking about reports on community and what we've done in the community. Sometimes my job is. Something that is unique about my position and unique about the fact that we started working during COVID times. I started my job in April mm-hmm. 2020. Mm-mm-mm. Don't ever go into a new career in the middle of a pandemic, let alone healthcare. I started, I started my job in the middle of the pandemic in yeah. July. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was
0: rough. It was yeah. rough.
1: <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, um, looking at the different aspects of my job. I was able to work on a couple of different projects and this was one of the moments where I, so I was, I, when I think about my parents, I don't think about my mom and my dad. I think Mm -hmm. this is something about growing up in like, uh, I guess we never grew up in a multi-generational household because we all had our own space, but, Mm -hmm. um, I grew up very close to my grandparents and my mm-hmm. aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. um, and my grandfather convinced me that his TV didn't speak English mm-hmm. until my sister, my little sister who's two years younger than me, she's like, "Don't be stupid, just change the channel." <laughs> <laughs> I was just a very obedient kid, you know. Dang! And um, now you wouldn't, now you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. It's such a rebel.
0: She's, she's an obedient. and my yeah. I was like, obedient. Who? <laughs> To who are you to obedient? To whom are you obedient? Right. To?
1: Add, I mean, <laughs> well, so, yeah. So, but my grandparents, like, made it, my whole family, my parents, the people who raised me, made it a point that en esta casa se habla español. In this house, we speak Spanish. Mm. And earlier last year, um, I was asked to be part of a Group that um, helps to develop resources for Spanish-speaking Latinos in Kansas City in order to, to develop resources and information around testing and um, and the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm. So I got to work on a project that was funded by the CDC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh the damn cdc um shout out to georgia (laughs) atlanta (laughs) so it's the place to be (laughs) so i i got to work on this project but the most amazing thing that this project was in spanish wow and there was over 600 consultants on this call from all over the country Mm -hmm. and i was put in a spanish work group Oh, y'all, she about to cry. I guess she about to make me cry, man, too. I don't speak Spanish. (laughs) And about to (laughs) cry. And the fact that I could not only do my job well, but I could also do my job well in my mother tongue, in the language that when I was little... When I was little, I was like, I don't want to speak this garbage-ass language. Like, I want to speak English like the rest of my friends. Wow, I don't awesome. I don't want to have nasty, like, not nasty because our food is not nasty. But I don't want to have, like, I want to have macaroni and cheese and hamburgers for dinner, right? And, like, a real rejection of my culture that went up even until I moved out to Kansas City. Um, that that yeah. moment was culminated. Oh. That moment was culminated. and. As I was working in a field that I love, mm-hmm. I was able to really represent and advocate for people who don't necessarily have resources in their language. And so that was a really big part. <laughs> and that was a really big, oh um, we've also been at this for a while, so I think we're both a little emotionally exhausted. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Um, no, so, I, yeah, so that's what mm-hmm. I do for work. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was
0: just about work. And then she got me crying. I think the reason I, this is something I think we need to talk about, like on our podcast. <laughs> and I kind of want to tease this like a little bit, like culture, you, the last part, what got me like in my tears, um, it's just like talking about culture and embracing your culture and doing things and then with your culture, I I know for me, like, it resonates with me a lot. Because as you all know, and as I mentioned, I am a daughter of Cameroon immigrants. She's and a daughter
1: of immigrants, in uh, case you didn't know. Yeah, I am a
0: <laughs> daughter of immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, we get that already. <laughs> oh, you know, I say that so people know that Ameri- immigrants <laughs> God, the immigrants make this country amazing Wait, and great. That,
1: have you heard that song by um, on the remix tape? Immigrants Would Get the Job Done. Yeah, but have you heard the remix of it? In like, Spanish. No, no, no. Yeah, well, like... <laughs> the the a mixtape? With, yeah. I've listened to it, like, a hundred times. So we're So, okay. So, uh, I don't know who's a bigger uh, Hamilton fan. lin I mean? Miranda,
0: if you're listening to <laughs> this <laughs> and the original
1: cast of Hamilton,
0: um, okay. i was like... I just want to say we want to meet you. We can have your own podcast. We can talk about that. Even though Miranda doesn't give a shit who we are. Okay, but I just want to, I'm just trying to shoot my shot. Just be like, hey, okay, sir, I love you. All three of the people that listen to us
1: are like, oh my gosh, they're embarrassing us. Just wanna go shot in Hamilton. Um it's really great. I mean my boyfriend watched it a couple weeks ago.
0: Oh um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I,
1: and I and I was
0: I was talking with uh his friend who is also now becoming my friend, which is great. Um, but I had told his friends, like, oh, if he doesn't like this, then this is really gonna determine where our relationship is <laughs> so
1: funny. My boyfriend hadn't seen Hamilton either.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> How i your friend? need to meet they kind of sound like more similar as Taco they really do I
0: think they need to meet they might
1: um, but anyway
0: um, um, let me, well <clears throat> anyway, okay. anyway
1: so yeah so there's just like there's this line that really strikes me in that song and it's like yeah immigrants we get the job done but it's like we don't realize that when you think of immigrants it's not just quote Mexicans and we talked about this in your podcast a little bit in mm-hmm. your interview a little mm-hmm. bit as well But it's not just Mexicans. It's like people who literally built this country and not only built it, let me be very clear, are continuing to do things and have literally gotten us through the pandemic Mm -hmm. because the people who got to work from home aren't the immigrants.
0: Right, right. like, like, like the, the majority of people who had the luxury of, like, working from home, not having to,
1: like, worry. And we talk about, about it as people mm-hmm. who had the luxury to work from home. Yeah, my job, I work from home full time. It is great. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to my boss. <laughs> so but anyway, mm-hmm. but, um, so yeah, so you were talking to me about culture. No, yeah,
0: culture because I, as a major of as immigrants, <clears throat> no, but in all seriousness, right, I, I think a lot of people who come from like who are first generation or or who come from households where their parents are immigrants there's always I think that clash of like culture right of just like you want to be like your peers at school mm-hmm. right you want to do what they do but you go home and like something else happens mm-hmm. and like it's this constant battle of like accepting like who you are your essence but also this American identity that you have yeah. and like i think there are multiple i think multiple people can say this they they always have a time where they're like oh like i'm i want to be like whatever my family is and i don't want to eat eat." and then like you grow up and go out in the world and you realize how much your parents culture which is your culture too Mm -hmm. has so much influence on you and is a great part of you and like there is so much like beauty and history in that like it, it's something that makes you unique and great so I I would know I would just say I was getting emotional because like I was just like thinking about my own self and being like yeah I've had those moments where I'm just like oh
1: I don't want to do all yeah, these yeah. things but
0: like I know for me now I'm coming to my own in my culture and now in the work that I do I get to like like combine like my culture and in my job yeah. and like I'm doing a project at work where I get to like essentially do outreach with people in the african diaspora and for mm-hmm. me i'm just like i am part of the diaspora this is my thing and talking about advocacy and africa and the african diaspora is something that is something that i'm trying to work on on my team and something that's like i'm really passionate about so it's really cool to hear that like you got like be one of the thought leaders in this project led by the fucking CDC in a room with people, six hundred people from the country, and like you got to like operate like in Spanish. And it was like, and it's cool because like you know the culture, you know the language, you know how all these people think, you know I, how messy. You know, like then like, I also mm-hmm. like was
1: able to say I remember like I was like I have this like gut check and it was like. To be Latino in the United States, you do not have to speak Spanish. Mm. I'm going to say it louder for the people in the back. Louder for the people in the back. (sighs) To be Latino in the United States, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere in the diaspora of any country, you do not have to speak Spanish to be Latino. Ladies and gentlemen, she said
0: it.
1: So (laughs) when people are like talking about our Latino culture and our Hispanic people, I'm like, Y'all need to talk about little Johnny who's who's a no sabo kid, right? That's mm-hmm. a that's a term for people who speak Spanish kind of weird because, uh, because it's not their first language and because they you oh, know they Johnny. speak multiple languages, right? Little Jose. Uh-huh. Little oh, Jose I mean, Luis. You don't little, Jose over the, there. little Jose Luis is doing the thing. Uh-huh. So and being a no sabo kid should not be mm-hmm. a, like this like negative connotation, right? Mm-hmm. Like it should be like yeah, but how many languages do you fucking speak? That's true. Because last time I checked, most Americans barely speak one. They, there, and there. That's true. People <laughs> who like, yeah, true. People who like, make fun of, first of all,
0: talking about, like, they make fun. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, my parents speak
1: three languages. Yeah. How many do you speak, well, sir? that when the little, when, when was it? Like, the duchess, they're like, oh, she speaks three languages. Isn't that amazing? And I'm like motherfucker oh wait, this. wait i thought the
0: royal family yeah, like oh like, like princess
1: charlotte yeah, or she speaks like, three languages yeah. motherfuckers.
0: oh my gosh you know what that? <laughs> you know what that reminds me gosh i saw this uh insta reel maybe you sent me maybe, actually probably it did. would make sense if you did but if you didn't i saw this reel that was like what is something that's looked what is something that's great if you're, like, yes. white but looked down upon if you're, like, a person of color? Yeah. And, it was, and someone was, like— and there, Speaking
1: multiple languages. Right, yeah. I,
0: I think it was a Hispanic person who was, like, speaking multiple languages. I forget who it was. But it was someone who was, like, speaking multiple languages. And that is so true. Like, yeah. you see all these, like— You see all these white people who speak, like, three, four languages. Everyone's, was oh, my gosh. Like, They're she so is culture. so educated. She's culture, cool. She should travel the well. world. And here you got— you know, and here you got, like, my mom speaking three, and then people are like, oh, my God. And it's like,
1: what is the difference? You're so worked up. No, it's true. It's because I just. If you were looking for a chill podcast where right. you worked no, up. No, I just get really passionate about
0: people who, like, make fun of, like, immigrants or minority people in, in many different aspects yeah. because it's like, I don't know, sometimes what gets praised in, like, one aspect like talking about like white people specifically mm-hmm. will get looked down upon when you talk about like minority groups yeah and it's really frustrating because it's like why is it looked down is it and the only reason it's like looked down upon is because you're considered an other yeah you, you know what yeah. i mean you're not yeah. blonde hair blue-eyed or maybe brown hair brown-eyed and white out you know what i mean you're not yeah, what yeah, you know yeah. what i mean so i just get i just get really up about that so you know like Little child over here. And he's speaking some. He's speaking some English, Spanish, and he has the yeah. his pocket. That's great. You know what? I got the ability to
1: say like, they need to also see themselves represented in the things that we that we produce. That's true. I right? Like mm-hmm. they, there are families where kids two generations down don't speak English, or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, don't speak Spanish the mm-hmm. same way their their ancestors or their grandparents spoke Mm -hmm. so and they're still a family they still have culture Mm -hmm. they're still part of being latino Mm -hmm. latine latinx whatever term you want to use Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um it's still part of latin american culture so yeah damn, oh my gosh yeah i didn't know i was
0: like marlon is really cool she's talking about work in the community and
1: you're so awesome
0: (laughs) i'm just like sitting here in admiration (laughs) okay so (laughs) I kinda this question is kind of going to I kinda wanna talk about a little bit like how you got into what you do, but yeah. like a segue question to that is like like you asked me, you're doing this work in Kansas City. Yeah. But you are from New Jersey. Yeah. So Holland. right, so like how did a Jersey girl end up in the Midwest doing what she's doing?
1: By sheer dumb luck. <laughs>
0: I think our stories of ending up here are just are like it like, was like
1: oh, what the fuck we're doing we all, all so ended up here so i guess kind of like the same way like it started with a stupid prayer <laughs> um god's funny but it was my senior year in college oh senior year too and i had no clue like like zero clue really yeah zero clue i um i, I had no clue i wanted to go to school um I didn't know what I wanted to study I thought I was going to study theology Mm -hmm. um I studied history with with history and historical research with a minor in theology Mm -hmm. so I thought oh I actually didn't know that was your major history oh you 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 mentioned you mentioned was your major but for some reason
0: I thought you did something um not like not like poli sci no I didn't
1: do poli sci even
0: like Wow. Okay. Cool. Nah, yeah. This is all. That was your. This major? is all
1: street smarts, lady. <laughs> <laughs> when you say you major you in can, history, I was like, you can keep your books to yourself. <laughs> my little, my little nerdy books. Oh my gosh. No, but um. So yeah. So I, I mean, here I am talking about nerdy books. but I, I minored in Roman Catholic theology.
0: <laughs> so, oh wow! Wow.
1: <laughs> so um, but I was really interested in the idea of femininity and feminism and. Um, oh, wow. The outcome of World War Two and how femininity had to had to play in that. Um, shout out to my girl Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor, she's dead. <laughs> but Eleanor! she is dead. But anyway, um, so. So, yeah, so I, <laughs> it was one of those moments where I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew one thing for sure. Mm-hmm. I need to get the hell out of New Jersey. Oh. Um, you know, people always talk about, baby, New Jersey is a like bad rep. No, no, no. I, I love New Jersey. Okay, Don't okay. get me wrong. I love New Jersey for emotional, personal reasons. I needed to get away.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Not um, not the state, just your know, own personal stuff. Yeah, my okay. own personal stuff. Shout out to the state though.
1: Shout out to the state. Um, and we'll get into like some of that stuff. And I'm still trying to figure out how I want to talk about that because Oh, um, I got so oh, I got some family trauma too! Well, yeah, well, like, a lot of my trauma is family trauma mm-hmm. um that has emerged itself in different ways, but mm-hmm. I, I also need to respect um, the people who are involved in that trauma, not out of, not out of, like, I don't give a shit about your feelings, like, if you don't, like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it again, like, don't give a shit, I don't give a shit about your feelings, like, I've had this conversation, we know what our boundaries are, Mm -hmm. um, but out of respect for Mm -hmm. some of their friends could be listening to their podcast, and, you know, it's just not, it's not cool, um, I so anyway. I'm trying to, to see how I want to tell my story uh-huh. without um, seeming ungrateful. Um. Anyway, so I'm walking down the stairs, and I'm on my way to the chapel, and um, I have this real moment of like panic, uh-huh. because if you know me, you know mm-hmm. that I have had the last fifteen years planned since I was fifteen. <laughs> Damn, I was like that too. Right? I was like that in college, and um, once
0: again, God looked all my stuff. He laughed yeah, yeah, and kept yeah, the pushing.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, so I I was like, John Paul II had just recently gotten canonized, and I love JP 2 I've read a lot of his books. I love one of the greatest man men that ever lived. My um, mom cried when uh, he died. I cried when he died too. My mom was so
0: mad when he I, died. She he was died, was like, died
1: she, the year I received my first co- my holy confirmation. Dang.
0: Yeah. My mom, she yelled at the TV. She was, like she, was like, she was like, JP. She like, where you think you're going? She yeah. like, she like said that she was like, where you think you're going? Yeah. That man was already
1: dead. But um, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know what, JP? Like, I'm done. Like, I don't, I'm not gonna worry about this. Like, mm-hmm. I just need you to intercede. And I need you to do something here and um I ended up going through my senior year I got the opportunity to go to Africa <laughs> the whole country she went to the entire continent of Africa <laughs> the entire continent no I had the opportunity to go to Rwanda that's actually really cool um and so if you know anything about me I studied World War II um and I was thinking about this on my way home from class from school on Thursday I I have class on Thursday nights, like a nerd. Um, <laughs> a shout out to the Masters of Public Administration program at KU. I'm not going to school now. Um, i was <laughs> um, <laughs> But so I was on my way back, and, like, there's, there's a place in my heart for genocide in, like, not a morbid way, but in a way that um, I'm very interested in this bystander syndrome that people have experienced yeah. during genocides. Um, and I'm very interested in the psychology that goes behind not giving a fuck yeah. to the point that you let people get killed um, or to protect yourself. Um, so I got the opportunity to spend some time at an orphanage in Rwanda mm-hmm. learn about the genocide. Most of the survivors of the genocide were actually my age. Um most of the most of the orphans, um, and survivors of genocide were my age. The genocide took place in nineteen ninety four. So yeah, before you a, were born. Right. Guys, I'm twenty five. This is a twenty seven year old like Yeah. It, it's like it's like in recent history. Yeah. Very so, recent, recent history. Yeah, yeah. So the kids like a lot of the kids that anyone in the country that was my age survived the rwandan genocide mm-hmm. um so i got to spend some time there and then i had a person who although has a really big part of my story and how i got here is no longer in my life um and they were like hey like i'm starting this nonprofit in kansas city um i think you'd be a great fit um oh really important part <laughs> i applied for grad school and i missed the entrance exam by three points mm. oh, <laughs> um and of oh. course oh. i'm dramatic did you know I'm dramatic? <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still, like, three points. Yeah. Like, I would have been so upset three points. I was really upset. You, you but, my, might as well be
0: 20. You might as well be Exactly. Well, I could take 20.
1: Three? Here's the deal. Like, my, um, the exam was three points whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got on a plane to go to Rwanda for three weeks. So my parents thought I got accepted to grad school. Oh, oh that's oh, awkward. <laughs> so I get home, and they thought I was going to grad school. No, ma'am. And I get home and I tell them I'm moving to Kansas City. <laughs> it's like, hey, mom and dad, uh, grad school, not right now, but Kansas City. Yeah. And so, like... The Midwest. My mom... So, my parents are divorced. Um, and uh, I really didn't tell anybody. I didn't ask for permission. I just told them what I was doing. As, You're not going to grad school. Well, as per everything I've done in my life. Like, I've never asked permission to do a damn thing in my life. <laughs> like yeah no <laughs> <laughs>
0: she, she like thought about like well, a lot of ask permission and you're like nah I think I
1: asked permission like now I ask permission um to give criticism or critiques or may I share my opinion mm-hmm. but now I do it more to disarm people than to actually ask for permission because I'm still gonna tell them anyway That's um
0: <laughs> like, but, I so yeah
1: so long story short I moved out here mm-hmm. I moved to Atchison Kansas shout out to the heart the home of Amelia Earhart um and um. possibly the most haunted <laughs> city in Kansas. Why I hated hate living. I don't want to talk so, about it.
0: Oh, okay, we don't have to talk
1: about it. I hated living there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I
0: I don't see you living there, but do yeah. to you know that you so like hated. I worked here. for a
1: nonprofit, a really small nonprofit. Um, mm-hmm. worked on healing the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me that was really good because. I got to meet my spiritual director, a person whom I love dearly. Oh, uh-huh. um, to this day. Mm, he's, not, he's no longer my spiritual director, uh-huh. but uh-huh. I met him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Love him dearly. Good friend. Amazing friend. Um, and I learned through my work as a missionary that I had to, a lot of shit to work out.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: started working a lot on a lot of healing mm-hmm. emotionally physically mm-hmm. um I just like really working on myself like lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. like just like coming to Kansas City was the best thing I could have done and then I started working for I've always had a big heart for nonprofits, so I thought like I'm supposed to be a non work right mm-hmm. so I worked for um the YMCA did some nannying mm-hmm. you know kind of just like worked a lot on myself mm-hmm. and had a lot of time and a lot of grace to just work on myself and figure things out mm-hmm. um found an amazing catholic community mm-hmm. uh continue to be a part of that although i think people would want me to be more active but um i have my reasons as to what i do what i do as 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 everything people are like marilyn is weird i'm like no nah, you just don't get me <laughs> <laughs> that that is also like, true you just don't know <laughs>
0: to think she's weird is to not know her and not weird as like look i think she's weird but we're
1: friends but like to think that she's weird it's not her. Well, it's like it's not only am I weird, but mm-hmm. I do think I feel weird is not the right word. No, to I'm say. very convicted to do to think that I am like abrasive or like I take knee jerk reactions. You don't know me at all. Yeah, like and a lot of people are like, "Whoa, she's doing weird, odd things," and I'm just like, "Man, eh, well, I'm just." I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: I I want to like interject real quick, and I will say I feel like I've been you so much in this episode, and I'm like, <laughs> do oh it <laughs> but no. Uh, the cool thing about you is like you you know what you want, you know what you need, and you go for it. Mm-hmm. You don't like you said, you don't ask permission. You just like, <laughs> do no, which is a very admirable trait, especially like like I know for me, I'm working on i think the best way is like you the way i see you is you're someone who knows who you are mm-hmm. and i'm very much still in this and also i'm a couple years younger than you so that's a couple, the thing. Only, a couple oh. only a couple years younger
1: um but i'm in this state of my life she's more- like six years we wouldn't we would not have even gone to high school together
0: yeah <laughs> that's true actually one day so that's like my boyfriend I was what like, year yeah. did you
1: graduate high school
0: uh 2015
1: yeah i graduated in 2010
0: oh dang yeah, yeah actually i was talking to my boy right, a couple of like, weeks ago we were like talking about like
1: oh like we've been like friends in high school or something and i was like like we have you known each
0: other really and i was like well we have just not been high school in the same yeah life. so no but anyway to like not totally backtrack no but like something that i am i right you that i want for myself as i grow older is to, like to know myself well and to be convicted in my actions and my decisions and mm-hmm. you're very much so so like no everyone's gonna understand that mm-hmm. but like it is what it is, like, it does not matter, like, you don't need to, you don't need to understand, and, like, once again, people who know you will understand what you're doing, yeah, you know and what I mean? It's
1: funny, because I just got my, I got an image, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like, oh, she about crying. yeah, oh, well,
0: she tear it up, you're like a silent, <laughs> like, beginning cry, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna
1: cry, you're like, you just, like, just water up, um, so, uh, I've received a lot of healing through images. A lot of my trauma is childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the work that I've done is inner child work. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I just saw an image of me receiving a drum, but not really knowing how to use it. Okay. And now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like dancing with my own drum. Oh my um, <laughs> so, I'm not a um, cry, y'all. <laughs> so yeah, so it's just, as you were saying that, like uh-huh. that's the image that I received was like, for a really long time and when I was in New Jersey I had this drum but I didn't know how the hell to use it Mm. and now I'm like not only am I using this drum but I'm like dancing to the beat of my own drum and so and I think that that's really that's that's really who I am at Mm. the core of it is like Mm. I I I think that I'm like one of the Jerseyest Jersey girls like (laughs) I'm the sweetest but I will tell you off if you need to be told off. That's fact. It's fact. <laughs> so, um, so yeah.
0: So, yeah. oh my God. I since like <laughs> we are new time. Um, I kinda wanna ask, I'm just gonna ask the same thing that you asked me yeah. when was the last time. Oh man, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> You saw the
1: grace.
0: You saw like. what was the last time you saw like God's goodness?
1: Yeah. In your life? So I see God's goodness all the time, right? Like I saw that image, and I'm really grateful that I received that from you, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I went to my friend's house this uh, for Thanksgiving. We're recording the week after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and week it's been a week, almost two weeks. Uh, I think just a week. Just a week. Just a week after Thanksgiving, oh. and I was telling my friend. I let's I'm going to try to be as like not as explicit because it's still like developing but Mm -hmm. I've known people that have been called to do really hard things Mm -hmm. and I sit there in awe of like how do they do it Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. I'm being called right now to be in a state of life where there's a lot of hard things happening all around me Mm -hmm. and it's it's, it's some stuff that I can't control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it's stuff that none of us can control. And mm-hmm. it's it's happening to a person that I really love. And it's, it's affecting me in, in mm-hmm. a very specific way. Mm-hmm. But the amount of peace that I have in knowing that we are going to not only be okay, mm-hmm. but we are going to thrive. Is absolutely uncanny. And when I sit there and think about, like, what is this? Mm Peace? Like, what is this? And I'm just like, this is grace. Wow. And like, don't ever have a (laughs) 13 hour drive. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Because you really get to think about grace and you really get to think about what this means and like, the amount of peace that I'm receiving in this not easy time of my life. And I've seen God's grace literally throughout my entire life, mm-hmm. but really seeing it in this specific moment, realizing like this is how people get through the hard stuff in life. And this is when you realize what people are made of. Um, it was just a really like concrete. I remember telling my friends as I got there, they're like, how are you? How's you know, everything in life? And I'm like, I never thought that I would sit here and say, like, I see God working in this very specific way with this person whom I love. Um, And just, yeah, it's really, (sighs) I give thanks for it every day. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even the little ways, like I'm just really grateful that I'm still being healed and that, um, you know, like little things, like I have a cool ass car. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) nice car a cool ass job Mm -hmm. cool ass dog Mm -hmm. Jay, jersey oh my gosh well (laughs) here's like something no i think that's really beautiful i think i know something i i I just found interesting is like in when i when you asked me the question i used to ask you the question i think we both mentioned like people granted Mm. i mentioned my boyfriend Mm -hmm. you mentioned like Someone in this particular situation, um, but I, I I think it's really kind of cool how like God, God's really he's fucking hilarious. He, <laughs> oh
1: my God, we meet him and talk all the time. We use God and fucking in the same sentence. Yeah. I I I do I do. We're sorry. I do. We're um, sorry. And he's really out there sometimes. He's like, what are you doing?
0: No, but I think it's really cool how you can see how moves in really weird mm. and cool ways mm-hmm. and he uses people mm-hmm. to to like get into you mm-hmm. and to help you like know who you are. Yeah. I kinda wanna circle back to like the whole yeah. like, daughter of the king thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Son of the king you have to listen to. And anyway, you're a child. You're, yeah, a child. you're a child.
1: You are yeah. a child.
0: Listen, you're a child of the king, right? You're and a
1: beloved child of the king. She just dropped like not not even like just like you are the apple of their eye right and he
0: guys always he's always wanting to show you how much he cares and loves you and i think it's really cool how he does that through people through situations Mm -hmm. right kind of in the most unexpected places too Mm -hmm. like you're just like oh my gosh like in this specific situation Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or like for me it's like like in my boyfriend which is like wow i in my head i like never thought i've seen i've seen gone like a million different mm-hmm. ways but like, i never thought like really seemed like a sniffing other really yeah. you know um which probably goes probably through my past relationships how that was not great but <laughs> if i yeah. you know if i didn't see gone in there or anything um but no it's really cool how that is the case yeah. he's hilarious we're gonna talk more about him mm-hmm.
1: God ways. or God in, in his ways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's
1: what I was thinking um, about your boyfriend. And how oh, hilarious! Yes.
0: Oh no, he I, no, I, I think he's great, but I God's cooler. So yeah. God's
1: a lot cooler. Um, but <sighs> oh my gosh, right? you had dinner at seven, and it's a little bit past seven. I know. So I, can I imagine your I, person's like. I, yeah. I text I texted her for seven uh, thirty, so it's was good, cool. good, good.
0: But I just want to say, uh it is an honor no. to know you. To love you, to love and know marialetta <laughs> is to love all the craziness in life. To embrace all the craziness in life. But
1: was it you that we were driving and we got stuck and we had to take my jeep? So like, yes, 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 yes. Oh my God, we one in- we day were, tra- we we're wait, shh. not so
0: squeaky. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, one day. me go My voice. No, one day we were slow down, slow one down. Was- and we were- <laughs> It, i'm sorry people tell me when i laugh i
1: you get crazy
0: yeah I do. okay let me like, calm down hmm. okay <laughs> okay i'm sorry guys okay no in all seriousness one day we were going it was like it was this year i think it was like march it was march i remember
1: oh, that we, oh we went to that book it's a pop-up yeah to pop up,
0: and we were trying to go- shout out
1: to small businesses if you have pop-ups that you want us to talk about let us know <laughs>
0: we went to to some pop-up and we were trying to take one road but the road was blocked (sighs) so we somehow took like a a back way through some like construction and like some abandoned area it was really creepy but like luckily we had her jeep because if we had at that time i had a 2009 mazda that was like not great um but we
1: were like it was, we were, there was no road. It was like. There's no road. So, mind you, this is in the middle of the city. Right. No road, middle of the
0: city. So, that's was like if we, if we had my car, I don't know if we would have made it, but we had your Jeep. So, I was confident that we would make mm-hmm. it. And then. I'm glad you were. Right. And we had two smart minds operating this. So, it, like, I knew we were going to make it. It was just my Mazda. I don't know if we would have made it. So, to know Marlena is to embrace all the craziness. All stuff. the adventures. All the adventures. But. And I think it's just really cool that we're friends, and I think our friendship has really developed, like, I feel like when we first met, we weren't like, really close, but I think we're like, ah, oh, she's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But over time, we've really developed a friendship that is really cool, and that I'm so grateful for. And I talk to you, I to tell people about you all the time. I'm like, Aww. I want to be like Mariela when she grows up. Yeah. I mean, it want to be like 20 different people, but you're like one of the 20 different people. Oh, that's
1: so... Well oh I want you to be like you when you grow up. So oh my gosh, thanks. I try. I try, I try. <laughs> All I'm trying. I'm trying. Alright guys, we're running over time. We've been at this for a couple of hours. This is the end of the first season. It is. Gosh, we we did it. This is the first season. Um I'll see
0: if you have listened to this point. Thank you for listening. Um and if for some reason you jump to this episode and not the first two, go back. There's there's some stuff you're probably missing. Yeah. But um the, yeah, this is the first season. We're gonna drop the next season after the new year.
1: Ooh, ooh, we 2022. definitely
0: 20, my
1: my gosh, 2020. I'm gonna be 30. Uh, oh my. I'm gonna be 30. We're going on that cruise though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I need I need to save up. <laughs> I need to say I'm
0: I'm I have a savings account. I'm gonna use I'm I'm going to that cruise
1: <laughs> you just tell me
0: when i'll pull out some money and we'll go but <laughs> with that being said um if anyone wants to come with the cruise, I yeah. open invitation to everyone no but in all seriousness um this is definitely like a teaser of what's to come i mean we've talked about i think like 30 different we topics we the surface of everything uh faith family trauma dating everything immigrants daughter of immigrants um <laughs> and Miranda, if you are listening to this, <laughs> he's, he's not, but one day, you know, one day I'll meet him and everything will be great. No, but in all seriousness, um, we're going to drop some stuff in the new year. Everything you, you heard was a teaser for like what's to come.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So just be on the lookout. And we're just really excited to
1: like do this podcast, yeah. be friends. I love you. And oh, me too. I love you too. I love you. So just listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. I feel like I'm going into my podcast voice mm-hmm.
0: Spotify, Apple. <laughs> Apple Podcast. <laughs> just like Apple. Guys, I, I'm, I'm an Android girl. I'm an Apple. I, you know, I've I, had people hate on me
1: for using Android. I'm not going to call anyone out by or, name, but
0: you know who you
1: are. Me too. I do it too, bro. <laughs> Um, so if, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast, um, we're going to try to get on there. Um, any topics hit us up. Our email is Mary and Leo 37 at gmail.com. Um, um, you can find us.
0: Instagram is on her element. So that is all lowercase. E N underscore H E R underscore E L E M E N T. (laughs) I hope I stole that right. Um, what's the Facebook? It's the
1: same thing. Same Facebook. Thing. It's a it's a closed group, so you'll have to have access. It's an exclusive group. Mm-hmm. Just Follow us on Facebook. Um, do we have a Twitter yet? We do have a Twitter. Uh, it has not been up and running. No, yet. don't look at us on Twitter yet. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: mean, I also operate the Instagram. So. Yeah, she
1: does operate the Instagram. So. I'm trying to be like an
0: influencer. This is good she's the my Instagram in-
1: person, and I'm the operations. She's a creative brain on the operation. That's
0: true. I think I think that really helps us a lot. Because yeah. like anything you give me that needs to be creative, I'll do it. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. have, well, I have great pleasure of like going through like Canva and yeah. just like do it. I could do it for hours. I when I was at Thanksgiving, that's all I did for hours on one yeah. point. My mom would be like, What are you doing? I'm like, I'm working on the podcast stuff. And I'd just be on my phone because yeah. I didn't have my laptop. Yeah. I would do that all day, every day. Yeah. Maybe well, like schedules. Uh-huh.
1: See that's my thing. That's debatable. So yeah, so shout out really quick. This is the end of our first season. We've already said that, but mm-hmm. shout out to Jaron Francis, uh, Jared Jared Francis Schmidt. We just use his middle name. Yeah, <laughs> The sure. whole thing, the whole <laughs> government. Um,
0: Drop his social security. <laughs> no, just kidding. I don't know it. I don't know. Um, it.
1: um but he did our our artwork for this podcast. He did. Um, super grateful. Um, we're super grateful to play by heart. Mm-hmm. um entertainment who helped us create our um introductory music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and they did
0: awesome work so we're really happy yeah, that they helped on board <laughs> for
1: sure and then just you guys thanks for listening um you've made it this far you've listened to at least two and a half hours of us ramble um but yeah i'm merely an American.
0: And I'm Lea Katia Chuafe.
1: And this is On Her (laughs) Until next time, stay hydrated, take your vitamins, and be kind. Bye, y'all. Stay cool.